Hello, I'm Joshua Vickery and welcome to From the Heart. Central Florida is widely known for its tourist spots and attractions, but many people don't know about its thriving arts community. On this show, we are excited to introduce you to talented and passionate artists who shape our arts community. How do they create and why? And how can Central Florida benefit from an even greater arts presence? On each episode, we'll introduce you to guests who are influential leaders and artists who are truly making a difference. From the heart, with a capital A-R-T. Hello, listeners, and happy Sunday to each one of you. Uh, thank you for tuning into the show tonight. Uh, Joshua is solo this week. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have our beloved Mary Thompson Hunt. Uh, her father passed away this last week, so we are sending her love and prayers, and uh, she'll be back with us again next week. And I know that she misses having these conversations with our fantastic guest today because she loves hearing the stories of all the good things that are happening uh, in our arts community. So Mary, we love you and uh, we look forward to having you back uh, next week. So I'm, I'm actually kind of glad there's not a lot of banter though this week because we have three fabulous ladies uh, on the radio show today that represent incredible dance companies. And uh, dance is one of those things that is thriving here in Central Florida. Uh, and sometimes you might have heard of Orlando Ballet or the Center for Contemporary Dance, or maybe some of these names uh, that that right resonate um, that you might have heard. But there are also uh, companies that are here that maybe you not have not seen on the main stage at Dr. Phillips Center yet, or may, maybe some of you guys have. Uh, but they are true gems of our community, and we want you to know about them, and we want you to be able to support them. And so we're going to hear uh, about 15 minutes from each one of these founders of their of their dance companies and what is their mission and what are they doing so great out in the community and then how you might be able to get involved uh, to come see a show or to donate or maybe even to come dance. Uh, uh, hopefully there's some of you that are out there that are dancers and you haven't found the right uh, place to use your gifts yet. So maybe you could be the next uh, dancer in one of these companies. So we're going to first meet Tammy Weber de Molar from Flamenco del Sol. And Tammy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Joshua. It's such a pleasure to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Have you done radio before? I have. Yeah, because you're really comfortable with this. You're like, you're, you're, good, you're good to go. <laughs> so I was just sharing with you just being silly before we started. You know, when I was getting into the arts and starting to get uh, more aware of all the different forms out there, I thought it used to be Flamingo del Sol. I was Indeed. so wrong. Indeed. Do you indeed. hear that often? I hear it all the time, and we like to make jokes about it. And interesting, flamenco, of course, can mean flamingo, the bird in right. Spanish. But flamenco actually comes from an Arabic combination of words, felagmengo, that means a wandering peasant, which describes the gypsy people that brought flamenco or sort of gave birth to flamenco in the south of Spain in Andalusia. Oh, so nice. it is flamenco, kind of, mm -hmm. but it's really felagmengo. Nice. And what? how did you get into this specific genre of dance? Yes, um, I got into this specific genre of dance uh, when I went on a study abroad trip from the University of Central Florida when I was just 16 years old. Um, I went to study at the University of Oviedo in Sevilla, and I saw flamenco for the first time. And so I had been involved in the performing arts in a lot of different ways before that. But when I saw flamenco, it was love at first sight. It was like seeing my destiny unfold before me. I wept. Mm. It was a moment. Really? Yeah. Oh, and totally. So you've always been a dancer? Yes, yes. In one way or another, mostly more a theatrical type person. I, I played, I sang, that mm -hmm. type of thing, but I always wanted to be on Broadway. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we all do, <laughs> right, Tammy? So, Indeed we do. Yeah, so <laughs> you said that you cried. You felt that oh, dance. Yeah. What was it that was so moving about this particular uh, genre? You know, 
I've often analyzed that, and I really think looking looking at it, it's such a unique combination of cultures and history of peoples that it, it just kind of reaches through and grabs you in a way that nothing else does because of of, of all the different peoples that it represents. Mm. I think that's probably what's so powerful about it. There's a lot of storytelling in Flamingo, right? Like there's a lot of history and heritage and culture yes. wrapped up into that, that, yes. you, that you're, like you said, you can feel when you're watching it. And for me, you know, I, I love watching dance. I don't really know much about it, nor can I dance. I mean, I, I like to have a good time, like on a cruise ship, like I can't mm-hmm. dance, dance. But for uh, for me and probably for a lot of our listeners, it is, it's not so much for us about the technique. It is about the overall performance, right? Like, yes. am, am I being moved or am I being entertained as I'm watching this? In Flamenco, there's a lot of liveliness, right, to, yes. to what you're doing. But isn't there like beautiful costumes and th- there's a whole lot to this dance, right? There, There is. I mean, beside the, beside the history, which, of course, is lost on most people, they mm-hmm. just see it. They see it as something very passionate, very rich, very powerful, um, which, of course, it is. But the, the costuming is fabulous and has a whole history behind it as well. Um, really, flamenco is 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 all about the performance of it. Certainly, the technique is extremely important. The compas, the rhythm, all of this folded in. Okay, but what was that word, last word you yes, just said? Yes, the, the compas. The compas is the beat because ah. in flamenco you are a percussion instrument. So you snap, you clap your hands, you use your feet, you say things, and you actually lead your musicians through. So it's mm. a, it's an improv where the dancer leads. So the dancer is really in control. Um, of what's happening. But in flamenco, it's all about that invisible thread between the performance artist and and the audience and, and making sure that everybody goes away with a different feeling, a different experience, and everybody experiences that through their own lens. Mm. But I, I once uh, worked with a guitarist, actually for years I worked with him, and w- before we'd go out, he said, let's make him cry. Let's mm. make him cry. Mm. That was the goal. So when you said improv, it, there is there set choreography to flamenco, or is there some flexibility for dancers to interpret as they go? Great question. In in authentic flamenco, it's very much an improv. It's an improv based on a rhythm. There's 52 different rhythms in flamenco, and each one is treated mm. very differently. Um, but the dancer will lead. There's sort of a set, you know, a, a set movements that you might do in a certain rhythm. But you decide and you indicate to the guitarist and the singer by your feet or by a look or by a word where you're going with it next. So it's it's kind of like writing poetry in a group out loud in front of lots of people. Wow, what creativity and expression that allows the dancers to have. Great license. Very unusual. Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of structure, right? But it still gives them that freedom. There's a little bit of structure, but when you feel your audience, you can kind of go wherever you want with it. That's if you're a soloist. Of course, if you're working in a group or doing uh. some of the bigger productions that we do, we, we try to draw within the lines as much as possible so that we don't freak out the rest of our performance okay, artists. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so tell me about Flamenco del Sol. So your yeah. group specifically, uh, are you a professional dance company? Or do, you, do you teach? Uh, tell us a little bit about it. We are um, multifaceted. We are a professional dance company. That professional dance company started with my husband and I when we moved here from South America in 1999. Nice. Um, it grew out of a professional dance company and very student-oriented, but always with a mind for, for growth into student company and professional company that we had in Bolivia. Um, so we came here and we started working immediately for Universal Studios. We were out there seven nights a week, five shows a night, you know, kind of mm. the same thing that I'm sure a lot of my artist friends have have done for years and years. Wonderful place to work. Um, so we started out that way, but we always sort of brought the idea of the academy with us because we had a very large dance school in South America and we always wanted to get back to it. 
So when we were full-time dancers, there wasn't a lot of time because mm. we were booked every night. Sure. But little by little, we had small student groups that we brought along with us. And starting about 10 years ago, we really turned our vision back to the academy because mm. our mission is to clearly foment flamenco in Central Florida, but um, to raise up the next generation of students, of professional dancers. Most importantly to me, my heart is raising up the next generation of dance teachers, mm. um, especially with this this very special sort of cultural um, um, slant. And of course, to raise up supporters. Mm. For our so arts. it's just as important for you to be able to um, invest in future performers as it is to, to I mean, uh, teachers as it is performers. That is That is probably sort of equally our goal mm. right now. I, it's very important for me and my academy. I look at people from the very beginning and you can see people that have the teaching vocation immediately. Uh, and then if they're also a good dancer, great. If they understand, if they're willing to study, then then you have something really interesting. And I have a handful of really good teachers right now that are young, that are up and coming, which is very exciting. Nice. And what ages are your students? My my students are four to fabulous. I like four to, to say, um, yeah, the <laughs> fabulous. The fabulous is a little cheesy, but, but they start at four. They start at four. Nice. They start at four. Yeah, and there there are some that can come in just under four. It just it depends on their ability to focus. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's amazing what what they can do. I, obviously, the ideal is usually seven for most people in mm-hmm. dance, and especially in flamenco because there's so much to it as far as you're playing a musical instrument, which is yourself mm-hmm. or your castanets. Mm-hmm. Um, but boy, they can get a lot. At four or five. Yeah. They, My goodness. There, there's innate rhythm in a oh. lot of us. And so they're, yeah. they're just getting to express that. So what, where are some performances? How can we see Flamingo de Sol out in the community? Ah, thank you for asking. Um, so we're, we're often out and about in the community. We just did Calle Orange, um, which was wonderful. We just did that this last Sunday. But the big piece that we have coming up is at the Dr. Phillips Center. Nice. We're, yeah, we're really excited about that. We're in our season of Carmen. So we're doing Carmen as a Flamenco Ballet. And that will be January 26th and 27th at the Dr. Phillips Center. And then we're extending Carmen out and we'll also be at the Athens Theater in DeLand in March. Oh, that's a great theater. It's a there. great little theater. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're really excited to be able to serve a lot of different, you know, kind of geographical areas mm-hmm. and try to grow that out as well. And then I just found out we have some performances coming up at Seminole State College as well in April. Wonderful. So a nice So you're long really season. kind of all over the place. We are. We are anywhere and everywhere. And then my, my professional dancers are running gigs here, there, and everywhere mm-hmm. around the theme parks and private parties and all that good stuff. Awesome. And yeah. so if someone is interested in taking lessons, right? Anybody that, if I've never done Flamingo, don't even know how to start, it's okay to come to your academy? Absolutely. And I would encourage that because interestingly enough, people that have had a lot of training, maybe in ballet, their their body remembers certain ways to stand. Mm. And Flamenco is so different that it can be really challenging for a trained dancer, even more so than an untrained dancer or a, a raw talent, yeah. shall we say. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we, we encourage people to start at the feeling about it. And if they love it, people know immediately when they listen to flamenco, they know if they love it immediately. Yeah. And they're a flamenco. If they're a flamenco, they should come out. Nice. We'll do the training. Okay. <laughs> and how would people get information if they want to come and take a class or, or to get involved? Yeah, great question. They can just Google flamenco del sol. Um, Flamenco del Sol Orlando, and they can find us on Facebook. Most people trace us down on Facebook and they call me directly and I answer my cell phone all the time, except for right now because we're on the radio. (laughs) Thank Um, you for that. (laughs) Yes, of course, but they can just give us a call. Nice. Mm -hmm. And how can people audition for the company? Yeah, they need to come in, um, start taking classes with us. It's really important for us to kind of get to know them and get to know what their talents are and where they sort of would fall into that. 
And then um, if we see that they have that ability, we have that conversation. So Tammy, why do you dedicate your life to dance? Ooh, great question. You know, it it's such a wonderful place to go when there's nowhere else to go and and express yourself and find yourself. Mm. I mean, I, I say people often ask, well, what does it feel like? You know, don't, don't you get nervous? I think, no, I don't get nervous. <laughs> it's like fly. It's like free falling. Mm. It's such a beautiful, beautiful feeling. It's like free falling. And I find it so cathartic and um, it's the only time I feel like I'm really alive. Mm. And I, I, I find many kindred spirits that feel the same. And I, I want to share that with other, other people, especially kids coming up that can't find a place or, or a way to express themselves. It's a beautiful way to express yourself. And it can be a lifelong uh, gift to yourself. You don't mm. have to stop when you're 15, especially not flamenco. You get better as you get older. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of that, a lot of that flavor starts seeping in and, and you can do really beautiful things with it. Even as you get into your 40s and your 50s and so your 60s. So as you become even more fabulous, you get yes, better at being a flamenco dancer. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, Tammy, you are extremely articulate about your passion for this dance and about your own organization. And so thank you for coming on and sharing more about this. And listeners, please go and check out Flamenco Del Sol. You can Google them. You can find them on Facebook. Make sure you check out their season. Or if you are an aspiring flamenco dancer, I'm sure Tammy is the best place to go and to check that out. So Tammy, best of luck to you. We'll have you back on the show to tell thank more you. stories about your, your impact, but thank you for what you do in our community. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, listeners, come right back because we have two more other great leaders and dance companies to chat with. This is From the Heart, Joshua Vickery, Magic 107.7 FM. Welcome back to Magic 107.7 FM from the heart. This is Joshua Vickery, and we are missing our Mary Thompson Hunt this week. I was just sharing with the ladies who are on the stage. It's so interesting not to have her here to, to help out with the conversation. So, Mary, we miss you greatly, and uh, we'll see you back here next week, and we're sending you uh, love and prayers for sure. Uh, but today on the show, we are talking to three fabulous women um, who have founded and started and lead um, uh, dance companies here in Central Florida, all with very special and unique uh, mission uh, missions and uh, that are doing really great things when it comes to community impact and change through the world of dance. And we just, if you missed it, you have to rewind somehow or, or catch on the podcast, but you definitely want to check out Flamenco del Sol. And we talked to Tammy about that and she was so articulate about that beautiful genre of dance. And now we're going to meet Larissa Humiston, who I have, have had the chance to have coffee with several times and hang out with. And Larissa, I'm so happy to have you on the show and, and share your story all about emotions dance. So welcome, my friend. Thank yeah, it's great to have you. So tell me a little bit about Emotions Dance. I know there's multiple, you know, like you, like the organization before, you're multifaceted. So tell us a little bit about what all that you offer. So at Emotions, we start kids as little as two years old in dance classes. Um, we have a youth performance company, and we also have a professional contemporary dance company. So we start them young, and we have classes for all ages and 
you know, dance experiences for all ages, too. Right. Very cool. So I want to dive into that a little bit more. Let's go back up just a little bit. Larissa, what got you into dancing? Like, what is your background and why in the world did you start a dance company? Um, so when I was young up in New York, I my parents wanted to get me into something because I was running around. So I was three <laughs> and I took dance and gymnastics. I also played instruments, did everything. And finally, it got to be too much. And so my parents said, OK, what's the one that you really want to do? So dance was one of those things. And, you know, like Tammy had said, it was a way for me to express myself mm. and um, I went to a ballet academy, so I actually didn't have a lot of j- other genres besides ballet. Um, so I was a trained ballerina and just fell in love with it mm. and fell in love with Nutcracker and Swan Lake and all of those um, amazing styles. And then when I got to college, took my first modern class in college and was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, this is a <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. Or angel singing. It and absolutely you- <laughs> was. It was like, oh, OK, because. Because I was always um, just a little curvier of a dancer, and so I didn't have the traditional ballet body. And when I found modern dance and I found jazz and and then contemporary was just starting at that time, I just fell in love with it. And it's just been my passion. So when you talk about modern dance, help me understand what that means. So what does that look like, modern dance? Well, so I get that a lot. Um, Obviously, modern dance, Martha Graham, um, you know, Lester Horton, but... You know, modern dance was kind of the answer to ballet. Martha Graham didn't like ballet. She Mm. wanted something uglier. So (laughs) she started to create this like anti-ballet movement. But it wasn't like... In a bad way. It was just like... Yeah, Yeah, it was like she just wanted a different way to Mm -hmm. express herself. Right. Um, You know, and so that started. And and so to me, modern dance now, um, along with contemporary, kind of combines what I think are mm. the best of ballet, the best of jazz, and then these these movements of Martha Graham and Horton and and um, you know a lot of that kind of style. Mm. So modern just helped me be able to move and be grounded, which in ballet, you know, you have to be up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't be grounded. Carriage so, up, right? Yep. Right. <laughs> and so, and then with contemporary, which has been just in the last, I. I would say probably 15 years or so contemporary dance kind of takes the best from all of those styles. And so Mm. I really fell in love with that because if I'm in a jazzy mood, I can be jazzy. If I'm in a ballet mood, I can be ballet. And if I want to incorporate modern and, and some of those contemporary styles, I can do that too. Nice. And so kind of like flamenco, there's a lot more freedom to contemporary modern dance, right? Like I know with ballet, I, I think I know ballet pretty well, but like it's very, it's very structured, right? But with, with these other genres, although there is, it's choreographed, there are, there's a lot more expression to it. There's a lot more freedom to there it. There is. Yeah. And I can, I can take from all the different styles. Mm. So to me, the storytelling that comes with contemporary dance is, is much broader because if I want to tell something that is more structured, I can grab from ballet. If mm-hmm. I want to tell something that's more grounded, I can grab from modern or hip hop even. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's a freedom of expression that comes with that, um, being able to kind of grab from the different styles depending on what you're trying to say as an artist. Is it hard sometimes, probably not for you because you you know what you're talking about, but is it hard sometimes when you're watching a dancer who who is doing like a contemporary piece to even know what genre they're, is like their discipline because like if you're watching ballet you're like okay that's a ballet dancer or if you're watching jazz you're like oh that's a jazz dancer right but when you watch a contemporary sometimes there's so many different genres mixed in you're like I don't even know what they trained in right yeah I mean I I do see that I definitely I mean I'm such a ballet person at heart so to me like ballet is still the foundation and you of spot a lot it right of, like do. you know yeah. if somebody's got the right training yeah <laughs> but you know with with a lot of the the 
hip hoppers coming in, mm. you know, and and the jazz dancers. I mean, it's really a great genre because you don't have to be classically trained in ballet to still be a great contemporary mover. Right. So it's it, I can I can tell when they are. Um, but to me, you can you don't have to go to school for ballet mm. to then dance contemporary. I love sense. that. Yeah. So at Emotions with your professional dance company, you expose them to all kinds of, of dance, right? But do you focus more on the contemporary modern or? Yeah. So I actually, because I have such a ballet background, um, I would say that my uh, my dancers and the audiences get to see a little bit of everything. They get mm-hmm. to see some ballet. They get to see, um, I have two beautiful point dancers who actually dance on point, but they do contemporary point. Mm. Um, they get to see jazz. They get to see modern and contemporary. Um, so with our shows, depending again on on what my theme is, what I, what the, I want the audience to experience, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I grab a little bit of everything. I love that. And you, I, in talking to you before, I know that you love your company. I They're, do. You're just so very, very proud of them. Where can we see them at? Uh, do they have performances coming up? We do. So we perform all throughout Orlando. We just did um, Immerse with Creative City. Yes. And um, that was them. wonderful. Was and so we actually, um, we like to do a lot of collaborative shows, and but our we also do a full season. So our next performance is February 22nd and 23rd. We're nice. doing a show called Element Earth which I am very passionate about the environment and I'm also very passionate about mental health. So we do shows that relate to the earth and the planet and, and um, you know, conservation as Mm -hmm. well as um, shows that kind of expose a little bit of, of, you know, the mental health side. Uh, So our next show element earth will be in February. It'll be at the Orlando Shakespeare theater and we explore um, fire, earth, water, and air and um, how we affect our planet as well as how we affect each other. Ooh, so, I bet that's going to be fantastic. Yeah. So I love that you're saying, so you, you know, of course you dance for the sake of dance because it's beautiful, but you're saying your shows have some type of message or some type of story or some type of challenge through your artistry that you want your audience to walk away with. Yeah, part of our mission is environmental and social awareness as well as collaboration. So we love, um, we do Element Earth every year. We also do a show called Untold Stories every year, which kind of talks about things that people don't want to talk about. We we talk about, you know, death and dying and grief. We talk about, um, you know, drug use and prescription drugs. We talk about human trafficking um, wow. to bring in awareness. Mm-hmm. And we also do a lot of collaborative shows. So we love being a part of Fringe. We've done some shows um, with body painters and other artists, spoken word in the area. And we love doing those collaborative things as mm. well. So I'm sure through your youth company and through your professional company that your dancers get a lot of just being able to have a home to dance. But it sounds like probably their their lives have been changed or challenged through the message that they're sharing as well, right? Have you seen that with your dancers maybe become more passionate about some of these things? Absolutely. And what's really nice is that because we have the youth performance company, we get to expose, um, you know, kids to that experience as well. A lot of times in studios you see kids getting exposed to competition style of Mm. dance, but not as much performance and art with a message. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, my, my professional dancers, when they're working on a piece, they can add their own experience or their own passion about the message. And then the young kids also get an experience with that as well. 
That's great. And do the, do the uh, professional dancers or in the youth company, do they get to choreograph pieces themselves? They do. So I, I do have my professional dancers. Um, if they've got an idea for a piece and it fits with our theme, absolutely. So we have we do have company choreography in Element Earth in February. Oh, very cool. All right. Now, you also have a rockin' studio as well. You have master classes, adult classes, classes for kids, a homeschool program, you have a competition team. You have all these wonderful things. How can people find out information about that? Or or what else can you tell us about the studio? Sure. So you can always go to emotionsdance.org. You can see our class schedule there. You can see our performances. You can donate. We're also on Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and all of the fun things that the kids are doing these days. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we have we have classes, like I said, for ages two all the way through adult um, in beginner and advanced styles. So it's it's really what I think makes us unique is that we start them young. But then even if you're an older dancer who's been out of dance for a while or if you're a professional dancer dancing at Disney or Universal or you know, just dancing professionally, you can actually come and take advanced professional classes too. Right. Because a lot of our people who are working in the theme parks who are dancing in parades or even in some of our main stage shows and stuff, they might only be trained in one type of dance. And so they can come to you. They can take master classes from wonderful teaching artists. They can learn different genres of dance and just make themselves a a better dancer. Yes. We have all styles, ballet, jazz, modern, tap, contemporary, hip hop, acro. Um, And yeah, we do um, twice a year. We do a Saturday master series where we invite choreographers from the area to come in and do class. We always are having different guest teachers, different events going on at the studio. And again, class or performance wise. That's awesome. So parents, you got to listen to this story because Larissa told us at three years old, her parents got her involved in dance. And now look at her. She's on a radio show talking about all the (laughs) wonderful things she's doing in our community. So if parents are listening in, what what does a two-year-old do in dance class? So we do a lot of creative movement and spatial awareness. So, you know, like Tammy and you were talking about earlier, there there's a, a need for moving, you mm. know, especially mm-hmm. in, in two and three. Um, so we help them be aware of their bodies. We, we play this wonderful song called Animal Action and the kids get to act out animals. But mm. what they're doing is they're actually learning how to tell a story with their body without even really knowing it. Mm. Um, we have them, you know, jump in a hula hoop and jump out of a hula hoop. They can understand in and out. They, there's so many other lessons that kids get besides dance sure. in a dance class. Um, so they're doing more creative movement, but it's still giving them the foundation for dance. That's awesome. So Larissa, why do you think, or why do you believe, why are you passionate that uh, Emotions Dance is a gym dance company in Central Florida? I, I just think we offer it all. We're a nonprofit organization. We we offer everything that we can, and we, we're we super passionate. I have passionate teachers. I have passionate dancers, and we are just a little different than your average studio in that I think we offer something for everybody. Again, whether you're tiny, whether you're you know 100 years old, we have something for everyone, and we have a positive message. Mes- message. Awesome. And you're all about community too. And I love this idea of social justice or, or using a dance as storytelling and challenging your audience to think about some type of topic that's important to our community. I love that. People can also donate, right? Because you're a nonprofit. Yes. Corporate sponsors can, can uh, get on board and support your mission and they can find that all at your website under the support button. Give us that website one more time and your phone number. It's emotionsdance.org. 
And you can reach us at 407-788-1659. Awesome. So go take a class. You can take all kinds of genres from two years old, all the way, as like Tammy said, fabulous, all the way up to fabulous. Mm -hmm. You can also check out Emotions Dance at their next performance at the Shakespeare Theater, February... February 22nd and 23rd. February 22nd and 23rd. We can get tickets on the website? Um, We will have tickets available starting in January. Okay, awesome. So go check out Emotions Dance. Larissa, thank you for all that you do for our community and best of luck to you, friend. Thanks so much, Josh. Absolutely. Well, join us back here because we have one more wonderful dance company to talk to, Vochi Dance. But please go check out emotionsdance.org. Join us back here in From the Heart, Magic 107.7 FM. Welcome back to From the Heart on Magic 107.7 FM. This is Joshua Vickery, and we hope that you are having a fantastic Sunday night, whether you're driving around town or getting ready for your busy week. We hope that you're enjoying the show about these one, three wonderful dance companies that are doing such great work in our community and all dance companies that have been around for multiple years here doing good stuff. Uh, love talking to Tammy from Flamenco Del Sol and Larissa from Emotions Dance. Make sure you check out both of those companies. And now we're going to chat with Genevieve Bernard from Voci Dance. She's also one of the founders of this company and doing some really cool and unique stuff uh, here in Central Florida. So Genevieve, welcome. Thank you. It's so good to have you. It's good to be here. Yeah, you're wearing your Voci Dance hat today, but you also <laughs> dabble in the Fringe Festival and all sorts of you have many, many hats. I have a lot of hats. I work as the education coordinator for the Orlando Fringe, and I'm also a puppeteer for Ibex Puppetry. You are you're an arts <laughs> rock star. Maybe. I didn't know you were a puppeteer. I am a puppeteer. <laughs> you're a dancer and a puppeteer. Yes. And you run Kids Fringe. You're like I do. A, you're seriously a superhero. <laughs> uh, thanks. <laughs> I don't hear that very much. Just thanks. a Kids Fringe. We'll just leave it just at that. <laughs> so tell us all about Voci Dance. Yeah, um, Voci Dance. We have been around since 2000 in Central Florida. Um, we are a modern dance company, um, and we collaborate a lot with a lot of different artists um, and we do a lot of site-specific work as well as concert work. Mm, and so I, I, I've been leading CFC Arts. I founded it in 2010 and I'm eight and a half years into it and I'm tired. It's been <laughs> a long eight and a half years. What's the key to having such a successful dance coming for 18 years? You know what? I it's Something I think that for us as a smaller dance company we figured out is that um, we work project to project. Mm. And um, I find that right now that's the most successful model for us um, because my dancers do have full-time jobs. They do have families. Um, so in order to make make it feasible for all of us, project to project is the way to go. Nice. And how many dancers do you have? Do you have like a pool of dancers that you pull from or how does that work? I do. I have a pool. Um, there are dancers that have been around since day one. Mm. Uh, there are three of us that have been around since the beginning. But I have a pool of about eight to 10 women and men actually uh, that 
come and go and you know they come in and out when it works for their life schedules nice and larissa who we talked yes. to on the last segment actually dances with you yes and my friend Catherine fabian over at the ballet dances with you she loves voci dance goodness Vochi gracious back. yeah good good well, we love that <laughs> awesome so what are what are some projects that you've done maybe over the last year that you're super proud about yeah um this past year has been um a kind of an unintentional focus but on site specific work um, we did two pieces. One was in a swimming pool, Aqua Dance, which we just finished at the Orlando Fringe, and we are planning to bring back next summer. And another one we just did a collaboration. Okay, we have to sit oh. on that. We have to sit on that for just a <laughs> second. So is this like, right. is it like synchronized swimming? What is Aqua yes, Dance? It was well. So I have a love in my heart for old movies and Esther Williams and synchronized swimming. And probably about ten years ago, I was told I needed uh, double knee replacements. So. Oh. My focus kind of shifted from being a dancer to being a choreographer. Mm. And I actually started taking water ballet with older ladies. And um, every time I was in class, I thought, God, I wish I could organize these ladies into like formations and <laughs> do things with the music. Um, You're cursed, so, aren't you? You can't yeah, just enjoy so the class. <laughs> I always said I wanted to do water ballet. And then um, a friend of mine from the fringe said, why don't you just do it? <laughs> so we, yes, we rehearsed in my swimming pool. And then... Um, Right before the Fringe, uh, someone that is a big supporter of the Fringe that lives near the festival offered mm -hmm. their home and their pool. So we moved the entire show to their pool so that it was close for Fringers yeah. to get to. And um, it was I it was my twist on, it was a little bit of modern dance, a little bit of water ballet as well. So we did a lot of dancing on the deck of the pool. Oh, cool. Um, and we also did dancing in the water. And we had a lesson with a synchronized swimming coach, which was really fun. Um, I was a little intimidated because I, I thought she probably, you know, was wondering or thinking, how dare you do my oh, yeah. my form? <laughs> right. Um, but it was great. After the class, she was like, can I steal some of your ideas? Oh, <laughs> I just said, think sure. that's so cool. Have you ever heard of another dance team doing a show in a pool? You know, there's a company in California. They're, um, I don't think they're a dance company. Uh -huh. They weren't to start, but a lot of dancers do it. And they... Okay they do water ballets for events. So people will hire them and say, we're having a party in a great pool and we'd like to see some, you know, Broadway style water number. Um, but I don't, otherwise, no, you not that I'm aware of. So if somebody's listening tonight on this Sunday night and they want to hire a <laughs> yes. Vochi dance to come do this rockin' party in their big mansion and their big pool, they can, <laughs> you can do that, right? We can do it. We can even do it in small pools. Oh, we rehearsed it at that. my house and my house isn't but a big But not mansion. like one of those like little plastic <laughs> pools you get from... No, but you know, but you we, could, I we mean. <laughs> did, we did little pop-up shows in baby pools. Um, nice. our, we, we did some to promote the show and at kids fringe and we took baby pools to kids fringe and let the kids blow bubbles and the dance, we filled the pool with, um, plastic flowers. That's and so, so the dancers cool. danced in the flowers and the kids contributed to the show with their bubbles. Genevieve, if I had a pool, I would totally hire you guys to come do that because it's so cool. Thank you. It <laughs> well, was so fun. I bet it was. So well, I hope you get to bring it back in a variety yes. of ways. So tell yes. us what else. You you were about to say another one that you've oh, done. Yeah. So another one that we've done, just we just we just put a button on it at the Creative City Project Immerse was um, we did a collaboration with Doug Roadhamel, who is mm. an artist in town who does large mushroom installations. I don't oh. know if you've heard of him. No. Uh, he makes paper bag mushrooms. Cool. And he has planted them all over the world. Um, and so he planted 300 mushrooms in front of the History Center, and we had glow sticks in them. So we created fairy rings, and they glowed. And we worked with a costumer to dress the dancers as fairies. They had giant wings. And we 
set choreography in the mushrooms in front of the History Center and also in the trees. They have trees there. Um, so we use that as our forest. That is, I'm so sorry I missed that. That is really cool. It was pretty cool. And for us, the best part I think was, is that the audience was truly on all sides of us. Yeah. And I think you experienced that a little bit right? with, yeah. right, with the music, uh -huh. or, you know, with your orchestra. Um, so for us, we often do site specific stuff where we kind of tell the audience where to go. Mm -hmm. But this time they were everywhere yeah and, it was really and people love to people love dance and and some people love to dance for fun but dance can be an intimidating genre yeah. if if people don't feel comfortable doing that so it's neat in these kind of accessible moments where you make it fun and unique and people can walk right up to where you yeah. are and be among the dancers it makes it much more accessible right i think so and you know it, it goes both ways because um when i first started doing site-specific work in different environments if it's in the trees or in lock haven park mm -hmm. we've done it in the bushes we've done things everywhere, um, sometimes when people would come, they wouldn't know where to go. Mm. So I learned that I had to teach people or help them understand that they could be close to us or where they could stand or where they could go. Mm -hmm. um, so it's an interesting thing. And now people that are kind of repeat viewers or repeat customers mm -hmm. of Bochi, they get it a little bit more mm -hmm. and they just come and get right up in our business. That's cool. Yeah. Okay, I should know this, but what does Vochi mean? I can tell you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I bet you could. <laughs> Vochi means voices in okay. Italian. Uh -huh. um, and when the company started, um, when I moved to Central Florida, um, I was looking for a modern dance class. That's my background. And um, I found one class in all of Central Florida. Mm. And there were four or five of us there that we kind of all arrived in Central Florida around the same time and had modern dance in our in our blood and in mm -hmm. our roots. And um, we decided to start a company. So the company started out as a very collaborative venture um, with us all contributing choreography and contributing everything to, you know, finding rehearsal space or promotion or whatever it was. Um, and we're still kind of a collaborative company. Mm -hmm. I'm the artistic director now, but everybody involved collaborates. Right. And some of the people who helped you found this still dance oh, with you yes. 18 years later, which amazing. is amazing. Um, it really, it really it? is amazing. Yeah. So uh, uh, do you think are you surprised or what do you think has because we were saying this earlier about how dance here in Central Florida is nothing like it was 18 years ago, right? There's lots more opportunities and so many more companies. What yes. do you think, what do you attest that to? Oh, wow. I don't know. Um, I think a couple things. I think when Vochi started, um, we were at the time the only modern dance company mm -hmm. that we knew mm -hmm. of. And then I learned that years prior to us, there was another company that was in Central Florida for, for a few years. Um, but when we were around, it was us in the Orlando Ballet, to mm -hmm. our knowledge. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, you know what I think kind of happened is I think, I think more dancers maybe saw us as a small company and said, wow, we could do this. Mm. Or I want to create dance in my way. Or I, there was a jazz company at the time, Cinedance. Um, I, you know, I, I think maybe some people saw us and thought I could do that too. So you were trailblazers. You know? Maybe. I mean, I don't want to, you know, say oh, that was take us. Oh, it. It's I, fine. <laughs> I, I think, or, you know, who knows? Maybe someone said, I don't like the way they're doing things and I want to make my you, own thing. Yeah, that's, you <laughs> that's could real. be too. But that's let's real, say you're you know? one of the tra trailblazers. Sure, I'll let's take say it. that for sure. So you're, all your dancers are professional dancers. It's mm -hmm. a professional dance company. Yes. How do people audition or get involved? You know, uh, reaching out to me or one of the dancers and um, either taking class with us. We don't have, right now, we don't have formal classes that we offer to the public, but we have classes for ourselves mm -hmm. that we do. Um, and so I'll invite them to come and, um, I joke, but I say roll around with us. Yeah. Modern dancers <laughs> are rounded and close to the earth. And um, I've found that for us, 
in the way we work and what we do, it's kind of unique and it might not be for everyone. Mm -hmm. And other people will mm -hmm. really embrace it. Meaning, you know, uh, my dancers just climbed trees and ran around in the dirt. Some dancers are not going nah, to want to do that. that right? So <laughs> it's better to kind of come and hang out and dance with us a little bit, sure. feel us out and we'll fill you out. And that's kind of how we find our people. So is that kind of part of your jam is that you're looking for really <laughs> cool collaborations, really neat spaces that you would normally think are places where you would dance? Is that part of what you're yes. trying to do as the artistic director? It, it is. I think for me as an artist, it's kind of um, I, I've evolved into working that way. Um, mm -hmm. It started a couple of years ago. We were in the Fringe Festival every year for many years. Before Voci existed, I had a show in the Fringe. Yeah. Um, and then we didn't get chosen in the lottery. Fringe is, here's my fringe hat, fringe is getting bigger <laughs> and bigger and more people are applying. Yeah. And that means a lot of people aren't getting in as well. Um, and it was a year I'd really wanted to do a show. And so I ended up doing a show in the trees at the fringe. And that was my first kind of venture into site-specific work. And I really loved it. And it was Wait, so you, you know, created an opportunity for yourself yes. in the trees in Lock Haven Park. Yes, I just asked the fringe, <laughs> can I do this? And it was like right next to the field where the beer tent was in the trees. <laughs> so, and then they said, can you also lead Kids Fringe while you're at it? I did that, yes. <laughs> I always do that. Yes. but um, And so, um, you know, even for that show, or for, for that show, I collaborated with a costume designer. Mm. Um, other shows, I've collaborated with um, sculptors. I've collaborated with um, people that build things in warehouses. I've collaborated. We, we've had a piece on Mills Avenue. We've had a piece mm. on the Lynx bus. Um, so, yeah, I'm... I, Personally, I'm very interested in visual art and contemporary art, and um, I think that speaks to me, and I bring that into my dance art by finding those people to collaborate with. That's so great. So where can we see Voci Dance next? Next? Well, in a swimming pool in the summer, um, but we're still firming up those dates, um, and that's that's probably, check on our Facebook. I think it's the best thing. Um, we're also working out a collaboration that may happen in April, but I can't announce it yet. Um, we'll have you sorry. back and talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so you can find you on social media, and that's where you're yes. going to be announcing all the new projects yes. that are happening. And Facebook, things are finding. Instagram, we're, we're there, and vochidance.com. Or people might see you pop up on a Lynx bus and not even know it's you. It's true. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> well, what's interesting about all three companies today is that although even genres of dance are different, you know, with Flamingo del Sol, we were talking about the history and the heritage and the culture and the passion and all the things that you're trying to portray through this dance. And then we talked about with Larissa, we talked about um, how your affinity for the earth and you want that message to get out there through dance. And now you're talking about these really cool, innovative places to find dance that might be more accessible to people. Each each of these dance companies are truly gyms. They, they bring something special and unique uh, to Central Florida. And um, I just appreciate the work that you do, Genevieve. Thank it's really you. cool. Thank and I you. hope you do more things. I will. <laughs> we will. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Okay, give us, so social media, no website yet, but social media, right? Yes. Oh, um, no, you have a website. We have a website, yeah. What we is have, it? It's vocidance.com. Okay, voci, V-O-C-I, dance.com. Yes. Awesome. Before we go, can you just, Genevieve, you, you are a rock star in the arts community and you are so well-respected. Before we go, can you just tell maybe young aspiring artists, uh, young aspiring dancers, dancers who might have left dancing for some reason or another, people who have never danced before, but they just want to try it. Why should people dance? Why should people dance? Because it's good for you, because people have to move. It's good for your brain, and it's good for your soul. And it's good for your well-being, right? For, like It totally, just makes yeah. you... 
I love to dance. I'm just so bad at it. Like I want no. <laughs> I need to take classes from you guys. That's what I'm gonna do. Larissa has classes. When for I turn adults, forty, that's gonna be like my forty year old like uh, wish. I'm gonna learn how to dance. I just need to. You know, to. <laughs> I I joke with my dancers all the time. Think about it. Some of them have been with me for eighteen years, and they are adults. Yeah. Um, is that you know when they say something hurts or they're they can't make the schedule thing work, and I. I joke with them. I'm like, you're going to be dancing with me until you're 90. So get used right, to so it. So just get used to it. Because <laughs> I just have this belief. There's there's so much beauty in dance. It, yeah. it all, over, all over the map. It could be a beautiful child dancing. It could also be a 60-year-old woman with amazing experience yeah. and amazing arms. And, you know, to me, that's beautiful. Um, so, yeah. That's so Start cool. Start at 40. I, well, Don't well, stop. When I, when I conduct my big choir, I just move all over the place. Yes. And I watch videos and people tell me, they're like, you were dancing up there. And I'm like, yes. no, I wasn't. I was not dancing. But if you can move, you can dance, right? Mm -hmm. Very That's cool. True. Thank you. Genevieve, Thank you. it's been an absolute pleasure. Please go and check out Voci Dance as well as Flamenco del Sol and Emotions Dance. Three wonderful artists and leaders in our community who are doing such great work. Please go check out the performances. If you're looking into taking classes, you can go to either the Fl to Flamenco del Sol or to Emotions Dance. Get those two and three-year-olds out there and experience and dance uh, at a young age. Thank you, listeners, and go out and support the arts this week. There's so many beautiful things happening in our community. You will not regret it. Join us back next week, Sunday night, same time, same place, from the heart, Magic 107.7 FM.